Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Kirsten, it's good to be with you again. Oh, so excited. We've got a great episode for you today as we explore another life of a conscious leader and another business that's thinking about the world and sustainability and even an angle of ecotourism. So our travels take us to Mount Ida, Arkansas today, and we're going to be talking with Richard Winger. And I'm so excited to speak to Richard. I had the pleasure of meeting him when my children and I were in Arkansas. So this is going to be a great show today. Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Here's your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Yeah, Richard Wegner is the owner of Wegner Crystal Mines in Mount Ida, Arkansas. Tell us a little bit more about the business, Richard, and uh, how you started it. Oh, I'm glad to. And, and first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, you're very gracious to invite me. I discovered this area back in 1979, you know, as a poor college student and uh, had some time for spring break. And I ended up at Lake Washita. It's about 10 miles from here. It turns out to be really pristine, beautiful uh, environmental space. And it really was a very profound experience for me. That's how I discovered the area. Left my heart here when I went back to Illinois. I was like, okay, well, how can I get back to Arkansas and, you know, make a niche, make, make my, uh, my life there? And uh, that was my pursuit from that point on. And so, Richard, I had the pleasure of um, doing one of your phantom tours. We went on the phantom tour. And then, of course, I do source. My children have since started an online business from wholesale products from you sourcing throughout the world and your own product. And, of course, I bought, God only knows how many pounds of Laramar, which we all know is hard to get. So, um you know, here you are in Arkansas, you made your way back. And, you know, mining for crystals is actually quite controversial. If you were to look through Africa and some of the other areas, and one of the draws for me to you when we were speaking is your clear commitment to the environment and to the earth and some of the more sacred principles of life. Can you speak a little bit about that? Oh, I'd be glad to, you know, um, my education was in uh, horticulture. I had this vision that I would uh, build greenhouses and propagate and create, you know, um, a business and an income that way. And I found out that um, with all the uh, chemicals that are used, that it's it wasn't suitable for me. So I really searched uh, for other lifestyles and. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to move here. Um, one of the local people mentored me. His name was Willis Greeson. He provided uh, the, this land that I live on, a couple hundred acres. I, when I came here, it, was, it hadn't been loved and, and appreciated in a long time. So I thought, well, I have the opportunity to, uh, to have a blank slate. And while I was trying to channel... <laughs> understand what, what my calling was here, I found crystals on my land. And I thought, wow, how beautiful these are. And uh, turns out uh, the areas I had found were from back in the days of the, the people that were before me that homesteaded here. And they were, they were digging around and finding these sparkly crystals that they could sell to the tourists as a source of income. 
Well, I, I thought that was just fascinating and it was so different than, you know, what I had in mind. So um, I started consulting with folks, people in the business around here. I consulted with uh, some of the Native Americans that were kind to uh, take me under their wing. And they advised me that, you know, this is a very pristine, sacred area and that I should be really careful about what I do, that I could be some some repercussions for me if I if I didn't make the right choices. So I took it very seriously and long story short, I developed kind of a, a green plan for my life, for my business. I've been pursuing that ever since. Uh, got a real clear vision of trying to um, work with mother nature, you know, uh, and create a harmonious relationship. And mining, like you said, has a very bad reputation for being destructive to the environment. So we started off planting a couple hundred thousand trees and, and then building ponds for erosion control and such as that, so that we wouldn't affect the water and we wouldn't affect the, uh, the environment here detrimentally. And the Native Americans have a really interesting philosophy about taking from nature. They believe that everything is here in divine order and balance. And if we take what we need and not more, then we'll always have abundance. But we have to remember to give back as much or more than what we take. So that's kind of how we started off and um, been doing that ever since and, and constantly working to improve uh, on that. Well, and it sounds like you've really taken those basic principles, but then also they ripple out into the whole business operation. How, how else, you know, when you think about, I guess, the, sto the, the store, the retail environment, uh, even the sort of uh, infrastructure uh, of your business, how have you applied these same sustainability principles there? Well, it's been a real process for, for me because, you know, I have all these grandiose ideas. I used to read Mother Earth News and, oh, wow, look at this. Well, let's do that and all this. But the reality is it, it, it takes time, it takes money, and it takes uh, a plan. So the plan has been, is still unfolding for me. One of the, the things that I realized is that people really enjoy crystals. They're beautiful and they're plentiful. And so automatically there was interest for people to come and spend some time on this land, which people love. They love the energy here. Uh, it's a very natural environment. And that provided me some income. I thought, oh, wow, great. So I can go ahead and, and develop this plan. So one of the first things we did, you know, was to stabilize the land and take care of that because it had been ignored and there were some problems but then as, as time went along we we're able to you know develop a permaculture and uh civiculture like i mentioned planting the trees and then aquaculture we've, we've built like a dozen ponds using some of the government programs and and all these things fell into place one at a time since then we've done solar we generate 99% uh, of our own electricity here. We're still hooked up to the grid, but the object is to get close to a zero carbon footprint. We have a couple of wind turbines that generate electricity as well. So we, we can be uh, independent that way. And so everything we've done is, is revolved around what we can do to encourage nat nature. 
It's like be in balance with nature, which is perfect and not take away from it. So we encourage that in our, all the practices of our business. We recycle everything we can, grow food sustainably. We share that with the community and everyone around us. There's so much you can do, just recycle everything possible. And then we try to use that as a, a tool to just show people that if they choose to, they can you know, incorporate some of these things into their lifestyle, which I find very satisfying. Mm, it's interesting, Richard. And you know, I'm one of those believers that when employees are happy, it's a good indication of leadership. And um, I think I went in, Dominic was there one day when I was in, and I would just mention to him that one of your drivers, the driver that took us down to the Phantom Mine, was so fantastic. And you can tell he loved working for you. He loved working for Wagner. And he was really clear he wasn't leaving, right? Even though there might have been opportunities. He was just very clear. He was very happy. And he'd been with you for a long time. And the point I'm making about that is that also speaks to conscious leadership. When you meet Dominique, you see he's very happy. When you meet some of the other people in your place, how do you cultivate that leadership style? And I'm going to ask you a second question. Mark loves these action plans. So you said a couple of things that probably made Mark really happy, like action, plan, execution. Right. But um, which actually, though, you, you and I talked briefly. I do. I am a shamanic practitioner. I do follow the ways of, of the natives and co- multicultural, not just one, but the ways of the original peoples is the best way to say it. There is so much land being destroyed right now. And I did notice an influx of people coming to Arkansas to dig out of the land right now, right? Because of right. COVID, there was just this incredible incredible and not everybody has that mindful consciousness like just take what you need Mm -hmm. so what do you offer with what might be coming with what we're taking from the land because you're right we love crystals but we also need to be mindful two questions there what action plans do you see for these younger people coming up with the crystals Mm, yeah yeah that's a good question you know i think uh, employee satisfaction comes a lot from seeing our efforts create joy for our customers. People come here and as, as you and your, your children had a, a good time, that's the norm. So we create that, that sense of well-being and happiness and we're not really doing it. It's them and nature and spending time together to have an equality experience, but we're the facilitators. So I think that brings great joy to Michael who drove you and Dominic who works for me in sales and all the other people, I think they really enjoy that reciprocal relationship with our customers. It builds on itself. You know, it's, um, it's a good thing. And, and then as far as corporate, you know, I, I understand what that's about and that's, that's changing. We, we run things as we try to look at people's lives and their personal needs first and the business second. And that's not really conducive to being real profitable and having the maximum results for your time. But it it does is it creates a sense of well-being and security for employees that if something happens or this or that, that there's some give and take and that we're all in this together. And I that's how I operate. 
Um, I like to think about treating people like I like to be treated myself. And I really believe in that balance. Uh, I'm okay, you're okay, and let's just keep going towards the ultimate goal, which is run a, a successful business, and, and we do. To your other, your other uh, question about the, the future and, and young people, and I think a lot about that. Um, it's very concerning to me because so many young folks um, live in urban areas, and when you're in an urban area, based on my experience, 21 years in Chicago, uh, there's so many social mores and, and so much um, regulation and limitation as far as choices. Uh, I would, my vision was to be independent and not be a drain on the planet and do my own thing and be successful, but not be a, so much a taker, but give give back and find that balance. So if, if people can get out of the city, young folks, get a piece of land. I mean, you can run a business on the internet nowadays. There's so many wonderful tools that you can be remote. You can do all kinds of different things, but get out in nature, get yourself a piece of land, build your own place like I did if you can, start growing your own food and just do the basics things. I think it's so important to have those skills the basic skills in our lives that we can be independent of the rest of society, that we don't aren't so needy and that we can feel that um, sense of well-being. And it's very uh, healing for me to grow my own food. And I know the soil is very nutritious and then therefore the food is nutritious. And I have this spiritual connection with the earth and that ties into the mining, the fact that we approach mining in, in that aspect that we're not going to ruin things for the future. And uh, it's that all about that balance. So I really encourage young folks these days, think about cutting loose of uh, the urban environment, maybe a little scary, it was for me, because I didn't know anybody here in Arkansas, came down here by myself, but it's very doable in the United States. You gotta find the right place, the right type of environment and people that you wanna live with. And like Mark did, and like we all do. And it's, it's just sooner the better because it's not getting any easier living in the cities, you know. So blessings to all the young people. That's right. And you know, Richard, as you're talking, having grown up, you know, in Shreveport, what, three and a half hours south of you, you're, you're describing a kind of a mine and a kind of an operation and a farm that really opens my eyes and breaks my brain against the the image I had of Arkansas mines. I mean, it was almost an alternative trip to instead of going to the casino. We'll go up to the mines and see if I can find a diamond, you know, and we'll sift through the dirt and we'll see what I can find. But you're painting a whole different picture for me. Do you feel like this is a trend in your whole area or are you different and distinct from your other uh, peers? Yeah, that would be great that there'd be more consciousness uh, amongst everyone else in the industry. I get that question often, Mark. My, my customers call up and say, well, you're doing good work and mining the crystals, and, and we like that. We tell our customers, but what about the other products that you import? And I tell them, I said, well, I, I know these folks that I do business with, and I've had longstanding relationships, but I'm not there with them mining, and I don't know that they're ecologically minded. I, I try to be really cautious and, and work with people that care 
versus ones that don't. But it's, it's a real problem in our industry, uh, including the people here in Arkansas. You know, really the only power I have, I can't change people or anything, but I can show by example. I mean, we're, we're a very successful business and, and, you know, it just keeps growing. And I, I think it's, everything feeds on itself. You know, you pay forward and then you get good results later on. And, and hopefully other people will see this and say, oh, you know, we can take care of the environment and the water and the uh, mother nature and still have everything we need and be happy and financially stable, you know? So it's very doable. It's just a, it's a lifestyle choice the way I look at it. And you mentioned your relationship with the Native American uh, Washita tribe community there. What kind of lessons beyond just the mining, you know, and sustainability have you gained from that relationship? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I was really fortunate um, that early on, my I, when I decided to have a family and establish here, my sons um, were interested in scouting. So I became a scoutmaster for the Cub Scouts in the community. I reached out to the Native Americans here and they were so kind as to want to encourage these young boys and teach them about the traditional uh, indigenous ways. So when we would have our gatherings and campouts and so on, some of the elders and, and, and folks would come and they would tell the stories about the old ways. And all the stories had morals and uh, good messages to, to share with these young guys and give them a lot to think about. So, and, and myself as well, the, the chief went by Lone Elk and the local tribe is not really uh, an indigenous tribe of one nation. It was multinational. And, but they all got together and they all practiced their beliefs and tried to keep the old way alive for future generations. You know, they came out here once uh, and, and asked me, said, this land you live on is sacred land to us and we'd like to be able to do some ceremony here. And I said, oh, great. And so they came out and spent a weekend here and did what they call a powwow. A couple hundred people from Quapaw, Caddo, Osage, all these local uh, nationalities. And they spent a weekend here and did a blessing of the earth. And I got to spend the weekend with them and to, to talk to these people about what their, how their thought process works and how they look at things in life is so different than what I grew up with. It was really a profound uh, realization to listen to them and hear their passion about how much they love to live in this natural, beautiful area. You know, the name Washita is a Quapaw name for land of plenty of good water and plenty of game. So this was an area that they, they, they loved. And, and that's, that's what I picked up from them is that profound love of nature. That's so good. Well, yeah, that is just unbelievable. And if I remember correctly, Richard, you've had the good fortune to travel the world and really experience um, the love of crystals and the love of life. What's next for you? Um, my, I, you know, we all have our bucket list. You know, my aspirations are to uh, spread some of the um, benefits I have from my business and, and, and share some of the, uh, the wealth monetarily and uh, spiritually and emotionally any way I can with probably the younger folks who are pretty receptive and open to 
encouragement and, and going forward in their life. The interesting thing about this place, after I moved here, I had some visitors come one day and their last name was Vines. And it turns out they grew up here, the Vines family. And they actually homesteaded this land. And the exact spot I'm sitting right now is where their home was. So they would come and, and we hit it off and, and visit. And they would tell me about what it was like living here back in the day. They had horses and wagons and they grew their crops and, you know, struggled to make a living. But it was a very wonderful experience. And C.A. Vines uh, was the gentleman that I spent the most time with. And he ended up building a 4-H center over near Little Rock. And it's quite an elaborate facility and gave it to the, the kids to realize their potential. It was a really wonderful thing to, to listen to somebody like Mr. Vines because he was a philanthropist. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> I've, I'm feeling, I've got to try to uh, walk his path and live on this land. And so that's my goal. Is to, I don't necessarily think I'm going to build another 4-H center, but I really want to take what I've um, accumulated uh, in my life and, and move that out and share that with uh, the, the young ones that are coming and encourage them. That's so admirable. Yeah. yeah. So, Richard, as uh, people want to come see you, come see your mind, learn from you, how, how do we connect with the mind? Where can we read okay. about it? Yeah, well, we're, we're very user-friendly. Uh, we have a great website, wagnercrystalminds.com. We're available to uh, talk to anybody on the phone. We're, we're very communicative and all about customer service. So I would encourage folks to reach out. You know, it's a, it's a great environment for families to come and have quality time together. We have multi-generational members of families coming it's just, it's really healthy to get out in nature in these times and just connect and, and feel the, the, the balance and the beauty and the perfection of it all while we're, we're struggling as, as humans. So we're very uh, uh, easy to find. Uh, of course, we're, we're kind of remote. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, Mount, Mount Ida, Arkansas, easy to yeah. find. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's inexpensive. You can come here and all our activities are inexpensive. Everything's satisfaction guaranteed. There's plenty of camping nearby. Beautiful Lake Washita is here. And there's, there's so much to do out in nature, hiking trails and beauty, natural beauty right in the middle of the national forest here. It's, it's a wonderful place and a great place for families to come on a budget and have a good time and, and create some memories. Yeah, I, I will absolutely second that. The two kid, my kids and I were there for a month and it was a fantastic experience. We thoroughly enjoyed, I mean, I think I was at your place at least twice a week, <laughs> stopping in and having fun and shopping. But um, I do agree that it is well worth the experience for anybody that goes. And I do recommend the Phantom Tour. <laughs> well, and, and going to the mines uh, up there has been on my bucket list literally years. And now I know where to go. Uh, Excellent. And I, know, and I know how to dress because now I see the pictures of uh, you're going to be a little muddy. Is that what I uh, gather? <laughs> it could be you're one with the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of the fun. You know, I mean, if we walk on pavement our whole lives and never connect with the actual dirt, as you call it, then <laughs> I think we're missing out. 
because the earth is energetic. And as soon as you get down on the earth and get dirty and get in it, you start feeling that good, that good vibe, you know? So I encourage it. I, when I, when I dig crystals, I come out, I just look, you know, like I'm a mud ball pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not terrible. No, it's not. And, and just anecdotally, I will share with you. So I'm very dear friends with Mark's wife, Jenny. And Jenny and I have been known to go out because, you know, Idaho, Oregon, and those regions are rich with crystal, uh, crystal hounding. Jenny and I come home just covered head to head and Mark comes out from the garage and just straight shakes his head like what just happened to do with yeah. it. Toe to toe mud. Yeah. We have this image of, oh, in Idaho, you guys must be all out in the mountains all the time. It's like, no, I'm kind of the suburban, uh, don't get my hands dirty kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. And then here yeah, comes Kirsten great. and Jenny. Yeah, that's right. But you know, Richard, you bring something up. And you know, we, we always talk about leadership and business. But uh, Kirsten, I think we would be remiss if we didn't go a little bit to the woo-woo side of the energy of the earth. Uh, oh, good. Yes, you know, let's there, do it. You, you've touched on this, Richard, and I couldn't help but think about it, even as you were talking about the farming, you know, and having the, uh, the Native Americans, you know, bless the earth and, you know, all that sort of thing. There's got to be a difference, literally, in the soil, in the earth, and the energy that comes out of that with all the crystals, but also with all the, I guess, history that's in that area. I, I totally agree. And I'm I'm not one to be into the woo-woo end of things very much, but after you experience things over and over, profound experiences, it starts to become more of a just uh, realization, you know, that, that I'm sensing instead of something that I have in my head. Mm-hmm. But um, for instance, that Lake Washita I keep mentioning, you can get in that water and swim over there for three or four hours in that water and it, you feel it. It's the water, it's, it's crystalline water because it's spring water and it flows into the creeks and flows into the lake. So I think like with my gardening, I know the soil is biodynamic and the more we keep things natural and don't use chemicals and just encourage nature, the more the soil responds and the better our crops are and the better the food is. And it, it really carries over to everything. Um, but I think it's, it's important that everybody realizes that it's a mother nature is perfect. So we, if we're changing it in any way as humans, just like the spring water they sell around here, once you bottle it, you've changed it. Mm-hmm. But if you drink it as it comes from the source, it's, it's like a miracle. The water is so good for you. It's just unbelievable. But once it's bottled and they, they, they sterilize it and they do all the things and put it in plastic or whatever. It's not the same. I would encourage people to experience nature in the pristine form and where they live, try to try to help and keep keep the soil energetic and, and keep the water energetic. And, and it'll re- in return give them a healthier lifestyle. That's fantastic. Yeah. Kirsten, yeah. when you were there, did you experience this? Oh, Mark, it's profound. It's profound. The the kids and I found some hiking trails in just regions. And you'd need to know, like all of the land there is saturated in clear crystal. So, I mean, it just, if you have any, anybody who knows anything about the crystals, quartz is the natural, it will just clear you right out. 
So whatever you're dealing with emotionally, just be prepared to deal with it when you step on the land of Arkansas. Very similar to Idaho. Idaho mm -hmm. has the same experience for people. But the natural beauty, what was fascinating to me, we went on a profound hike and, um, you know, trees talk. They have a lot of messages. Yeah. But because it's so pristine there, they're much louder, right? And, and Mark, you've experienced me when the voices come mm -hmm. in, right? It's like, I have to talk. But they have <laughs> so much wisdom and so much to share. And while I was there, I started getting, um, and Jenny knows this because uh, Richard, Jenny is my cohort in, you know, these things that we do, these spiritual things that we do. But I was getting messages and downloads from Seneca tribes, things I didn't even know about. So they inform you. It informs and shapes that land is something else. And I didn't know this, but I learned it. Hot Springs and I believe Mount Ida. So, um, Richard, you'll have to tell me. But nations used to come. It was a peace place. It was a peace place yep. of peace where yep. they wouldn't fight amongst themselves. They would come and gather together. So if you just think, I mean, God, if our country could do that right now, just all go to hot springs, we might be in a much different place, right? <laughs> it's true. But it's well, profound. it's going to be a little crowded, but I think we ought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, I'll be camping on Richard's land. Well, you're welcome to come. Okay, thank you. <laughs> We're sharing this place, so feel free to come. Yeah, you be know, careful, uh, Richard. Jenny will be there in a heartbeat. Uh, we're, we're our, that's already on the list. <laughs> So, so, Kirsten, you were talking about the Native Americans and the, the tribes around here were um, mostly agricultural and they lived off the land and, and had a good life. They weren't very um, territorial or warding tribes to begin with. But the, the Manatanka you're referring to is has got to do with the, the natural balance. The, the hot spring water was one of the things they found very healing. The crystals were very healing. The fact that nature was in abundance was, it just it was a very nurturing place for the Native Americans. And I find that very true in, in my life here. Uh, Arkansas is wonderful. It, it's embracing, it's nurturing, but we have to protect that. We have to do what we can while we're here so future generations get to have that same experience, you know, but it's very energetic, but that's not a given. That's, that's a gift we have from nature right now that exists, you know, and we have to protect that. One of the things I so appreciated about you when I met you was it just the word conscious was a key word that just rolled off your tongue right when we started talking. And that's beautiful because we have to preserve it. Right. I totally agree with you. Oh. It's nice to have the awareness and to try to share that. And, uh, you know, once again, I don't feel that any of us have the power to change other people. But if we can do things and show by example, then I think it makes uh, more sense that way. The good news about Hot Springs um, is that they're planning on bringing the water outdoors and creating uh, an environment similar, I think, to maybe Saratoga Springs in Colorado, where there's outdoor pools and um, it's not developed like like the, the indoor spa experience is now. And so hopefully that'll happen soon and you'll get to experience the uh, hot spring water that way. Beautiful. Oh, great. Yeah, it'd be great.
<laughs> well, Richard, it's just been a real pleasure talking with you. We have learned so much and, you, and you've really inspired us with your approach. So we appreciate your insights. Thank you. Appreciate your kind words. And Mark, I look forward to hanging out with you, man. Come on well, down. Well, we'll be there very soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, we've been talking with Richard Wegner. He owns Wegner Crystal Mines. And I read it. It's an environmentally responsible mine. But I think we have heard the bigger picture, that it's not only a, a green business that seeks to make you know little or soon maybe no impact on the land, but it's also guided by some of these ancient indigenous principles of balance. Take only what you need and you'll have what you need for a long, long time. So uh, it really takes environmental practices to a whole nother level. Richard, thanks for being on our program. My pleasure. Blessings. Yes, indeed. And if you want to learn more, go to WegnerCrystalMinds.com. Thank you. Appreciate you. Kirsten, what a uh, terrific guest. I really enjoyed Richard's energy and his, his approach to life and business. Yeah, I have to say, Mark, when we were in Arkansas, you know, the kids and I, this is going to sound terrible, but we felt bamboozled by a lot of the minds, right? And I think I shared that with you, with my experience. There was a little bit of disappointment for us, right? Because I have the pleasure of being in Idaho and Oregon and, you know, those areas in Colorado and just experiencing the earth. But it was almost as if we were in some foreign country and they knew we were Americans, <laughs> right? right. And so, well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the, the buses, you know, take the tourists. It's a good, you know, right. senior day out. Uh, you know, a lot of people go up there. They, hey, they're camping. And it's so funny that you were describing your hot springs because I knew what hot springs Arkansas was and I never liked it. It was basically <laughs> a hot indoor hotel pool. And yeah. uh, that's not very clean. <laughs> and, and, you're, and people, so I come to Idaho and they say, oh, let's go to the hot springs. I'm like, that doesn't sound that fun to me. And then you see them, you know, it's yeah. like, well, you pull to the yeah. side of the road and there's a hot springs coming out of the river oh, or the creek. Oh my God. In and the snow capped mountains. Yeah. Okay, with, no, I mean, right. crystal no, that, blue that's water. a yes. whole nother level of experience. <laughs> yes. 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 Or even the spa up in Idaho city. That's right? what I'm and talking about. Just, That's right. It's like a surreal, right? Totally so different. I do want to say, because yeah. I want to be clear yeah. that the audience is clear. When we went to Wagner, we had a different experience. And again, it started with the employees, right? I always notice what employees do. It's an indicator of management. It always is. And Wagner was different. And I do want to tell you uh, that Dominic he actually has YouTube videos. So it was like, oh my God, we know a celebrity. Right? Like we, met a celebrity. we met Dominic because we had been doing a lot of research and Dominic had videos on what to expect. And we just had a beautiful experience. And um, we decided to buy our stuff wholesale from Wagner because it is important to us, to my daughter, they started the Crystal Copia and I have Pure Intelliki. You know, we both, I sell metaphysical we want sustainable sourced product mm-hmm. and it feels better. Well, I wanted to it add really to, you know, he described a lot about what he was doing, sustainability practices at the mine. But, but when you go to the website, wegnercrystalmines.com slash sustainability, okay? He lists like 20 things that you can say, oh, yeah. we recycle. No, 
They reuse bags and boxes of the tourists to take home the rocks. They reclaim boxes from local stores. They repurposed an old barn to build their warehouse offices. You know, they built it with logs taken from the property and milled locally. I mean, it, it just lists these very specific things. And also, there's some great reading. He lists several uh, books and articles. People want to know more about uh, the sustainability practices that they do. So it's just, it's somebody, again, I thought we were going to have a terrific interview with a nice guy who runs a cool business. But once <laughs> again, once again, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> Always happens to us. Always you know, blossoms into funny. a bigger story. Yeah. I want to say something because you're speaking to something that I think is really important. I've been noticing, right, I'm an intuitive, so I have a lot of clients who like me to intuitively look at companies that they're interviewing at, intuitively look at management. But here's the fascinating thing that I've been uncovering. First, it starts with intuition, and then we dig deeper, and it, it formulates itself as true. Environmentalism is becoming popular, and people shop against it, right, to it. They shop because of it, right? And they don't buy things because of it. Genderism, racism, people are not buying. So what I'm finding is these companies are using these brilliant marketing tools of adding a black person onto their marketing campaigns or showing all women. And yet you look, it's all, it's like, and then you look and you see there's only white people running the company. It's all right. white men. It's about like, our leadership. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, so, and then you'll read these websites, these green initiatives, but to your point, they don't go into further detail. What are they doing? That's green. What you have a recycling bin in yes. your, your, we put kitchen? low flush toilets in the restaurant. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, that's good. Right. So that was what struck me about Richard. He was the essence. And we have a thing. It's called the essence. It's the being. It's not just lip service. It's not a few things. It becomes who you are. And everything takes shape around that. And that's what struck me. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Like, it's not just lip service to get to people to come, right? Because we experienced somebody there that said they were this. And we were like, we got bamboozled out of 100 bucks that day. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we were just yeah. like, what just happened to us? The tourist trap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. thanks, for, uh, thanks for bringing them on the program. And we call them these coincidences. And of course, there's no such thing as coincidences, which we know now. To say, oh, I was on a vacation. I was driving through. We went to a mine. I met the guy. We called him. We put him on our program. And I go, that was one of the best half hours I've spent in a week. So I hope, listeners, you agree. And as you were listening to this podcast, you got some inspiration, but maybe you got some very specific ideas on how you can support a local sustainable business, how you might change your life and your practices, but mainly to be aware that there is someone else out there promoting and sharing that kind of energy, and we can all pick up on it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Yet another good episode, Mark. Yet, Yet another, another good, good episode. That's right. So if you love this one, you'll want to come back next week. That's a little plug, folks. <laughs> but also to say to get inspiration and, and motivation for your own IntelliKey practices. So until next time, here's to your IntelliKey as you grow towards your soul's potential in life and in business. See you next time. 
you've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.